Windshield time. This is Neil. Checking in on this beautiful, what's today, Wednesday. Windshield time. Good weekend, man. Really good weekend. Uh, I, I had to I just get the show rolling today because I had something happen to me yesterday that I've never had happen to me. And uh, it amuses me the more I think about it. Because I, I, it's one of those things most people would just be horrified and leave a bad review. I don't leave a review, and I'm just going to tell you all how awesome it was uh, that I love this guy. I just wanted to give him a hug, but I didn't for obvious reasons. So yesterday, I uh, were a little late on mailing out the obligatory Christmas cards and such, and uh, got the wrong labels at Office Depot, my wife did, and then she asked me to go by and get the right ones, so I thought, hey... I'll do a step up. I'll get these cool silver ones that look nice. She'll be happy with that. But then I got back and I realized my efforts were stupid because they're the wrong size. So I had to go back a third time. And the first time I was there, there was this uh, heavier set uh, black dude behind the counter. And you ask, why do I say he's heavy set and he's black? Because he was heavy set and he was black. It doesn't really have much to do with the story. I'm just trying to help you visualize here. Uh, so... Uh, younger guy so first time I went I just got labels and he's like hey man you got a uh, rewards card for Office Depot I'm like nah man I, I'm good I'll just use it you sure all I need your phone number and your email address I'm like nah man I'm good I would just use it and which I always say that when people try to offer me like a rewards card or you know bonus points or something I'm just like no I would just use it and I mean that sincerely because I would use it, but I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with the time it's going to take out of my life trying to keep track of their card, having to pull up an email on my phone or give them my phone number. I don't. I just want some labels. That's it. It's a Mitch Hedberg joke. I don't need a receipt for my donut. I'll give you the money and you give me a donut. Transactions over. So I just want my labels. So he's like, what's your phone number? And I'm like, 615... And I gave him the wrong number by one digit just because I don't want anybody blowing me up. Because you know they're going to get hacked. Why people still ask you for your information, your phone number and email? Like, dude, Microsoft has gotten hacked. Facebook's got, everybody's gotten hacked. Anybody that you would think you could trust with your stuff to this point has gotten hacked. So I'm not giving you my damn phone number. I got enough people calling me at random from the five to 7,000 business cards I've given out in the last 10 years with my phone number on it. I'm good, dude. I don't need you making me any offers because I got Jeff Smith from Cookville calling needing some pint glasses for some shit like that we talked about three years ago at a beer festival when I was drunk. So, gave him the wrong phone number, and he's like, all right, you want your receipt options. So, they have receipt options. So, this is just to buy some labels. Receipt options. Put my card in. Do you want your email your receipt printed. Do you want it emailed? Do you want it printed and emailed? Or do you want none? So the none option was interesting to me. So I'm like, well, shit, they got a good enough computer system. They ain't got to worry about the receipts. They're just going to pull it up. Nope. Yep. We see you were here four hours ago. Gotcha, brah. So uh, I just hit email. Emails in the receipt. After I get through, he's like, man, we already got your email and your phone number. You sure you want to sign up? I'm like, no, I do not want to sign up. So I'd gotten the wrong labels for that trip. 
So I went back with the labels my wife had bought, labels that I'd bought, and I walked in and Duder's still there because it's only been an hour, an hour and a half. Mike, hey man, I got wrong labels. I want to run back and get the right ones. Okay, good. And he said the most dreaded words when I got back that you really don't want to hear if you're in a hurry in life. You have to bear with me, man. This is the first time I've ever done this. Yeah, this is going to take a minute. So he starts to do my returns on everything. And then he calls Betty Lou Who, another girl from another register, over to help him out because he doesn't know how. He's wearing a red shirt. She's wearing a white shirt. So I'm guessing the white shirt is like something different than the red shirt in Signorta and Standings. And maybe she's a key manager or something. Maybe that's like an inside joke at Office Depot. Like, maybe one day you'll get to wear the white shirt. I don't know. She comes over. She's got a headset. She starts doing my return. She does my return for the stuff my wife bought. And gives me my money back. And then she starts to do the one for the exchange to put the, the ones I bought originally to put it back on my debit card. So while we're standing there, dude is watching everything go down. As she's doing it, he starts to cough. And then he coughs, and then he closes his mouth, and she's like, y'all right? And he goes, mm-hmm, with his mouth shut. Walks two registers over, away from us, kneels down next to a trash can, and proceeds to cough, gag, throw up into the trash can for about a good 30, 40 seconds. Stands back up. Meanwhile, she's trying to act like nothing's going on. Everything's normal. I'm like, that dude is throwing up right over there. He didn't seem sick. But then it's like in that scene of Philadelphia when they walk into the lawyer's office when uh, 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 Tom Hanks' character has AIDS and he goes into his law- the lawyer's office and the lawyer's looking at everything that he touched. Like, all right, did he infect this? No, it's bullshit. But that's the way I start looking. Like, all right, man, this dude didn't give me any money. I didn't have to hand him my card. I didn't get a receipt. So I don't have to worry about getting me and my kids sick. All right, we're good. So standing there and she's doing my ring up slide your card in, put some money back on there. Dude finishes up throwing up, comes right back over, stands right next to her, reaches up, grabs the Purell or hand sanitizer by the register, couple good pumps, rubs those hands together, like, all right, where were we? I'm like, uh, can I just say that, like, she may have been doing something, but I saw you throwing up over there. I mean, at all my years of partying and drinking and raging it, I've thrown up a few times. But I never did it in, like, the sight of somebody. I was never, like, at a beer festival going, hey, man, you need a beer? All right, hold on a second. And then come back, like, here, let me top this off for you. So, Dieter comes back. She finishes the transaction. I get my I get my stuff. And meanwhile, like, when she asked for my receipt for the stuff that I had bought, not my wife, she's like, do you have your receipt? I'm like... I have it on my phone. She goes, oh, I'm going to need you to pull that up. Which got me to thinking, like, is the none receipt button, is that just, like, their hedge of, like, ah, every time they get somebody that hits none, they're like, ah, we can't return it because you didn't print a receipt or you didn't email it. You were so close to, like, getting a refund or having this shit insured, but nope. You hit the none receipt because you didn't want to waste paper, which they get you with that, too. Help us protect the environment. Print paper have it emailed to you the worst is home depot but they like hey you want it emailed to you makes you think yeah i do so you don't have to print one so you go through this shit and punch it in your email address 
and hit done, and then it prints you a receipt and emails it to you. So now I gotta get rid of the shit out of my inbox and I gotta carry this stupid receipt around. It's Home Depot, Lowe's, CVS, and Walgreens. Why do I need, uh, I just came in for some gum. Why does my receipt need to be at minimum a foot and a half? What's up with that? Give me the none button. Is that like, is that a hedge for uh, for Office Depot to not have to worry about it? That's all I got. Just had a guy throwing up at Office Depot. Kind of amused me. Yesterday was a good day. What did it do yesterday? Got some stuff, work knocked out, work stuff knocked out. Had some people stay in our Airbnb. That was a good ride. That was a fun time. Then uh, what else? Yeah, I drove back from Indiana on Monday. It was a good time up with the family. My wife's family, dude. Like, my family's like, come in, bring some food, small talk, eat, and then everybody gets the hell out as quick as they can. Not as quick. Then they hang out a little bit. My wife's family, man, they're like, we're eating at 1230. I'm like, cool, we'll get there at 11. Be done around three. Do some other shit, dude. They hang out for minimum of twelve hours. It's incredible. Everybody hangs out and eats two or three times. I mean, it's like everybody is carving up or prepping up for like a long ass hike through the desert or to run a marathon. I mean, I love them. They're good folks, but man, after about five hours of making small talk, man, I'm like, hey, I gotta get out and push this stroller around. So I threw a couple kids in the stroller. My kids obviously, and took off around downtown and around downtown Evansville, which, again, is the exact opposite of Nashville. That's why I love it, because there's so many odds and ends things. I love a town that's building new buildings for uh, commercial, residential. Meanwhile, they still have a shit ton of them within blocks of that building that are vacant right now. Seems legit, but uh, check it out, at the Neil McCormick on Instagram. I had a few pictures I threw up that were pretty cool my daughter in uh, some of the streets and stuff down there. And that night I uh, got the kids to bed and everything and then that was our anniversary night. So like any good husband, I decided to hit the casino. Took about a hundred bucks down there. and It was a good time, man. Sunday, Sunday night at the casino is kind of a depressing lot. For any other gamblers, if you like playing poker, the last place you want to find yourself at a poker table it's a new guy at the only open poker table at a casino on a Sunday night. Because everybody else around there obviously doesn't have jobs to go to on Monday. And they've obviously been playing poker all weekend long. So, a lot of degenerate gamblers. So, took my 100 bucks, went to the poker table, lost it. Got a king jack of clubs. Finally decided to go all in with that when I was down to like 25 bucks. And didn't catch shit. Got up, hit the ATM for another $40 like any gambler. I just want to gamble some more. I'm like, ah, I got it for another hour or two. So hit the uh, ATM. I got them strip club fees of uh, $5 for to get 40 out. Seems legit. But after that, I hit the roulette table. And I'm not a mathematician. And if you've ever played roulette, i just give you some quick tips. Okay, so if you put $1 chip straight up on a number on the roulette wheel, it plays. It pays 35 to 1. And the house advantage to that is there's 36 numbers on the board and then 0 and double zero to bring it to a total of 38 numbers. So theoretically, the house should pay you out 37 to 1, but they don't. 
their advantage is they pay you out 35 to 1 because the zero and double zero on the wheel is the variable that hits. You can bet on those, but not a lot of people do. Even though statistically, there's no bias. There's statistically any number could come up. Any, any roll of the dice or any uh, spin of the wheel. So, okay, 35 to 1. If you put a chip on a line between two numbers in the middle, that is 17 to 1 because it's splitting 15, 35 and a half. And the house gives you the advantage of 17 to 1. And if you put it on a four way intersect of four numbers and one of those four numbers gets hit, it's 8 to 1. So, okay. So let's just say you're gambling with $20 per spin. And you take and you lay 20 individual chips on 20 different areas on the board. And you take four of those chips and you put them on four crossroads between four numbers. Let's do the math here, folks. If you hit one of those bets, you're going to win $8. However, you have already risked 20 to win that $8. So if you hit that number and you see people do it all the time, they'll clap and cheer like, yay, I won something off that. And the dealer gives them $8, but all told, they're still down net 12. Yes, it's better than losing it all, but the point is to win as much as you can. So if you're just doing it there to make yourself feel better, yeah, do it. But that just boggles my mind that people will put like 50 bucks out there per spin and they bet on a bet that's like between two lines and it is 17 to 1. And I'm like, dude, if you even if you hit that bet, you're still losing money. I mean, I guess it's not losing as much, but you're still losing fundamentally. That was interesting, watch people do that. But I got the roulette table. I got the same like five numbers I play all the time. Like any stupid, superstitious person. I only do like 23 because I've won off it the most. Maybe I just remember it the most. But 23, 22, 23, 24. I split those 22 and 23 and 23 and 24 with a chip dividing those two. And then I put a chip or two straight up on 23, which is 35 to 1. And then I bet uh, 36, 28. It's about 5, 10 bucks. And then uh, if I go crazy, I'll bet uh, three and eight. Like the numbers I've bet the most probably been like three, eight, um, three, eight, 22, 23, 24, 36, 28. And then every once in a while I'll get crazy and bet 35. I never bet like the odd or even or red or black, but it is what it is. Anyway, got there uh, and hit, hit a couple of numbers. What did I hit? I hit 35. I hit 23 once, 23, 35 was 35 to 1, 23, I hit that, which was $70 to 1. I had two chips on it, won 70 bucks on that, so that put me up about 100, and it put me up about 100 bucks. I was down to about 20, I was down about 10 or 20, so I was up about 110, 120. Then uh, I hit another number that put me up to about 140, 150. And then I earmarked all my chips off to when I got back down to 100, I was going to leave. So, but yeah, I, I, you know, sat there and hung out. There was an older lady next to me that was doing really well. And then a couple, the, anybody that comes up to roulette to only bet for one or two spins and isn't betting red or black, it's usually a degenerate gambler looking for like a long shot. 
it's always a music amusing to uh, stand there and see people dig. You just keep track in your head of the hundred dollar bills that people dig out of their purse or their wallet, and then you see them hit a big bet, and you're like, okay, they're giving you four hundred bucks. I've seen you take at least eleven hundred out of your wallet or out of your purse. So even if you do hit the big bet, you're still down six hundred. But it is what it is. Those friends of yours that never tell you about when they lose, they always just tell you about uh, uh, when they win. Oh, this dude, I'm passing right now. White Ford Ranger with a, uh, oh, I got to take a picture of this. I know I shouldn't be doing this, but uh, this dude has a white Ford Ranger with a New York Euros sticker on the on the bumper. Or not, it's hand-painted. New York-style Euros on 2823 Dickerson Road. He seems legit. I'm so glad, I'm so glad I looked this dude up. One, because it's a Ford Ranger with different body panels and bed. Two, the sign on the tailgate is hand-painted. And then uh, three, it's on Dickerson Road, which if you're unfamiliar with Nashville, used to be the place where if you needed drugs or a prostitute, that's where you'd go. I personally have never bought drugs or a prostitute there, but that you, that's the reputation of Dickerson Road. It's starting to get gentrified, but it's still Dickerson Road. All right, what else? So yeah, I ended up being uh, out of the hundred and forty bucks that I took out, that I took there and got out of the ATM. I left with a hundred bucks, which worth forty dollars worth of entertainment. I mean, I've I mean, I've always my philosophy of the casino has always been two hundred dollars. And either you're gonna double that or quadruple it, or you're gonna leave. So this one I, I can't complain. I didn't take that much else with me. And we're sitting still on interstate. Uh-oh, somebody must have rear-ended somebody up here because I've never seen traffic actually setting still. All right, here we go. Backing up. This dude has his blinkers on here. Just sitting there. Car died. It's a fucking Saturn. Sorry. Sorry dropping the F-bomb, folks. But, uh, yeah. That would be a red Saturn sitting there with his flashes on right in the middle of interstate. At least get out and try to push. Damn, man. I'm the busiest stretch of interstate in the state of Tennessee. Hope nobody rear ends him. I didn't. He had his flashers on, so I can't can't crap on the guy too much. It was a Saturn. Saturn was supposed to have this like fancy model that was supposed to be awesome. They were reinventing the whole car and approach, but instead they just turned out to be really really crappy cars. But uh, rolling into Nashville, another beautiful day, clear today. Nice. Gonna get a lot done. Uh, what's going on today? Yeah. Well, I got. Let me see who my sponsors are today. As I'm rolling down interstate, there's got to be somebody, somebody with their uh, religious romance books. I can't remember the lady's name from last time I was out here. I can read the billboards off, but that's too easy. Let's. We got We got to find somebody's truck or or car that's logoed up. Which reminds me, I, I need to get my car logoed up. Oh, here's a Jesus uh, Jesus tow truck. Come on, Jesus tow truck. I can see his cross on the door, and he's a tow truck. So this is bound to be good. I'm going to love it if he has that, and it says, not for hire. If it was me, it, 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 I would have not for a hire power. <laughs> Get it? It's a Jesus joke. Uh, let's see if he's got the not for hire thing on the side of it. Ah, can't get close enough. Dang it. That was, that's a good one. He's got a really... That's always the thing about when you drive by a wrecker uh, and it has a really nice car that's been crashed on the back. You just already automatically judge that person. Like, couldn't even take care of that nice Corvette, man. Just ran it into something. Yeah, probably a bad person. 
Let's see who it's. A, oh, this one it was a Ford, one of those wagon-looking vehicles with a uh, a Georgia sticker with the Georgia G, and it's a girl behind it. So apparently it's a Georgia girl and uh, a Brave sticker. Dang. Oh, B&E Irrigation and Landscape. That's our sponsor. Just past them. I didn't get a number. Front of his truck's banged up, so I'm not sure how much you're trusting not to bash up some shit at your house. For all your irrigation needs in the dead of winter, call B&E Irrigation Experts. Unannounced sponsor to the podcast. B&E Irrigation with your dented up front bumper. Free photo with Santa. Oh, Vince Gill and Marty Stewart this week at the uh, Opry at the Ryman. It's one of those shows that people tell their family about. Like, we were so lucky we were there. Vince Gill was playing at the Ryman. It sounds so good. that Like, it's something very, very special just for them. Like, they don't under, people don't understand that it, once you become a member of the Grand Ole Opry, that it's, like, obligatory. You They kind of, you have to play so many gigs a year. A lot of people do it when they're promoting stuff, but they also want you to scattered throughout the rest of the year too to go in and just play so you sell tickets too so it's like it's a big honor but I can see where it'd be a burden also at the same time well rolling into uh, my first meeting of the day the Hermitage Cafe which if you're in Nashville want some legit breakfast for affordable price cash only bitches uh, you need to uh, stop by the Hermitage Cafe don't think they're going to coddle you or offer you brunch prices because the women in there are used to dealing with really drunk people or really hungover people. They're right off First Avenue. Hermitage is stellar. Always get the corn. The corned beef hash is really good. It comes with a side of attitude. Not to be intentionally bitchy, just to tell you, like, look, man, we got our own shit going on. You can just order some eggs and bacon and gravy like the rest of us. Shut your face and eat them. So, rolling in the Hermitage. That's all I got. Windshield time this week. Hair looks good, man. Hope you all have a good rest of your week. Thanks for listening to the show. If you like it, please share it with a friend or two. If you have any good horror stories, please feel free to uh, send me a message on Instagram or Gmail or Twitter, just all at the Neil McCormick or the Neil McCormick at Gmail. That's all I got. Or most likely, if you're listening to this, you're a friend of mine. Just send me a Facebook message or some shit. Have a good rest of the week. This is it for windshield time.